Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Everyone Needs a Spotter, brought to you by RMS Fitness. I am Steve Heitzer, the host here today, joined with most but not all of our normal faithful. Robert is uh, out and about today, braving, uh, braving, braving the, the nasty weather here in Baltimore. It's been a rainy day today, but I have, uh, I have my other two with me, Stephen Donadio. What's up, man? What's going on, Steve-O? Glad to be here. Thank you, man. Glad you could be here with us today. And Emily... It just wouldn't be a, a Friday on the podcast without Lil Wipey. What's up, man? <laughs> What's going on? Good to be here on this rainy Friday. <laughs> rainy Friday. Yep, it's a rainy <laughs> Friday here in Baltimore for sure. And uh, you know what? We're, we're here. We're happy. As Emily always mentions, on a, on a Friday, there's no better way to end the week than getting together with our, uh, our friends and our colleagues here at RMS to discuss the week in review and some other things that we think are helpful for our multifamily uh, friends and colleagues out there. So, uh, you know, uh, weekend review, Stephen, what, how to, how to go out there this week? What were some, uh, you know, last week we were at the athletic business show. So that was an unusual, uh, week for our team. We were a little scattered all over the place outside of our, uh, normal routine. So I know I was doing a lot of catch up this week. Um, you know, how was it for you? Yeah. So after Friday, man, I was, uh, I was beat, man, exhausted, uh, just a change of pace and um, come the weekend it was pretty much ch chill mode for me just doing stuff around the house um, and then um, gathering all the you know all the interest that we got from the ab show um, which uh, was was really good it was uh, I'm glad we were there um, we showed our presence at the show and and um, yeah this whole week just been trying to make contact with uh, the new contact that I got yeah, absolutely. So to that end, Stephen has a got a couple new little relationships off the ground. Some vendor partners that he uh, you know met with. You know, typically people think of us as a vendor partner, but believe it or not, sometimes your vendor partners need vendor partners, right? So that's what we were doing a little bit of that last week. You know, trying to find some new connections and things that we could then, in turn, bring to to share with our customers and clients. So, Stephen, congratulations on a couple of those little uh, you know relationships that you got off the ground. Yeah, Emily? it was awesome. Oh, sorry, it was awesome. It I was awesome. Cut you off. It was. Very good, Steve. Emily. Thank you. Was yours more awesome than his? Uh, it's been definitely a whirlwind. So, like you said last week, we were all just kind of um, out of our norm, you know, working longer hours and being away from the office. So there was a lot of catching up to do. The weekend was not any time to chill. I was traveling, and then got back to it on Monday, trying to catch up with uh, customers that we missed out on talking to on Thursday and Friday because of the show. But then on top of it, I'm also getting ready to go on vacation tomorrow. So I'm trying to get everything all squared away so that I can go away and everyone's not hating on me completely yeah. for the next five days. I mean, I'm definitely going to be hating on you completely <laughs> for the next five days. But Emily, now that you won the Super Bowl, what are you going to do next? I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> you, got, you guys can't see, but I'm doing my old school 90s finger TV screen right now and, and looking I'm at it. I'm going to Disney Man. She's going to Disney World now. That may seem like uh, you know an interesting vacation to go on, but that's Emily. It's more interesting even for Emily because Emily goes to Disney World about as often as I go to the bathroom. <laughs> so <laughs> no, that's I'm, pretty frequent. No, I'm joking. But Emily, uh, you know, you do have a little tradition with the in terms of going to, to down to Florida and down to Disney. So w what is it that you do, and what makes it special for you? Well, it's special because that was definitely um, the place that we went as a, a as a family growing up, and then we took a pause f for several years. And uh, luckily, I have had the privilege because not everyone gets to do uh, trips with their parents. But 
I have the privilege of being able to go and spend that kind of quality time with my mom. So the past few years, that's been our tradition. Yeah, and she gets excited about it every year. It's funny to kind of see the build up to the trip. Mm -hmm. They go and get their nails did and their hair done, <laughs> and they get themselves all ready to go. And then they go down there and they ride the rides and they drink the drinks and they eat the eats. <laughs> That's and it's so a, true. And it's a great time for them. So I'm excited for her uh, to go down there and enjoy that with her her Thank mom. You. So uh, enjoy that, but hurry back and get to work. I will. It'll be go by in a flash. I'm sure it will. We got yeah. bills to pay around uh -huh. here. I know. Keep the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be the same without little wipey. <laughs> Thank you. Also known as Wiper No Wipey. <laughs> That's my new nickname for her. No, but you know what? And then my weekend, guys, just to kind of touch up base yeah. on that, I had a, so much time with, uh, you know, friends and different people that we were that visiting with this weekend. It seemed like one of those, you know, one thing after the other kind of weekends where we, we hit the ground running on Friday when we got back. I, I actually, I rested on Friday. That's not, that's not true. We got home from the trade show kind of late mm -hmm. and uh, I just was at the house and relaxed. But then Saturday we spent spent the whole day visiting with friends, bouncing from one place to the other. We even showed up at another group of friends' house late at night, uh, unexpected to get my kids' hair cut. Just kind of made ourselves at home there, and they welcomed us in. So thank you, Lonry and Jean. Appreciate you. And uh, Emily, you got your hand up? Well, I just want to make sure that everyone knows that, uh, just to speak on, on Robert's behalf, you know, he was at that trade show, and then he didn't skip a beat all weekend. I know mm -hmm. he had a lot of things going on, and this week has been – uh, whirlwind for him too and he was trying to come today but uh, like you said the, it's raining and he got caught up in the rain and the traffic from DC so uh, he he wishes he could be here yes yeah so Emily thank you for for updating everybody on Robert as well uh, he does wish he could be here and we, we certainly this is weird to do it without him um, you know he's he's kind of one of the the core podcast guys who usually sits over here behind the mixer. So I'm a little distracted right. with that today, but no, you know, and then this, the rest of the weekend was the same for me too. It was just like Sunday, it was friends and, and, and family and visiting with them. And then Sunday, Monday, that even continued again because I'm off on Mondays, you know, so we had that whole thing going on. So it's been a really busy couple of days since the trade show. This week was all about catching up with new clients from the trade show and catching up with partners and things that, you know, loose ends that we had to get caught up with from the week before. Um, but we, I feel like we did a pretty good job of that. You know, yeah. things appear as you get to the end of the week, you know, start to feel like we're getting our, you know, our, our rhythm or our stride back. So, yeah. you know, in an effort to keep on talking though, to our, um, multifamily clients about things that are, are helpful or would be helpful to them. I was thinking, you know, there's a, a, a question that we get asked probably more than any other when it comes to adding things to people's gyms, especially this time of year as the fitness centers are, excuse me, as the properties are going through their budget seasons and kind of considering what they might want to do. Um, Stephen or Emily, either one of you can dive on this grenade, but what's a, probably the most common question that you get asked this time of year from people when it comes to their gym and maybe what they want to do or, or add, or, you know, what's the question? I think one of the most common questions is what, uh, what can I add to the space to make it more unique to attract more people to the fitness centers? I think that's, um, that's like the number one question because what, what's going on is there's so much competition right now and there's so much new properties being built literally right next to um, older buildings. And so they have to compete. And so at that point, they have to you know feel like, well, I need to stay on top of my amenity space. And a lot of that is the fitness centers. And so a lot of uh, property managers, um, you know, just properties in general ask the same question. What can I do to... to make my space more lively and more um, inviting to uh, new potential clients or tenants. Perfect. So pause on that. That's exactly right. So people don't have 
any idea what to do, they're coming to us for a recommendation and they, they say, you know, what, what should I do? The other possible scenario is where people think they know what, what it is that they want to do. So what's the number one request? So I was going to, uh, you know, piggyback off of Steven's comment because it's true that, you know, a lot of a lot of property managers at this time of the year, because we're coming to an end, they might have some money left over in their budget and they want to add something quickly to their room. So they're thinking uh, it's a no brainer. Everyone loves that hyped up. Uh, spin interactive spin bike that uh, starts with a P. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it is. You could say it, I think. All right, Peloton. The question that you get asked. I get asked all the time. Can you uh, send me a quote on a Peloton bike? Yes. So the and question is yeah. it, that's a legitimate question that people ask, and it's actually a compliment to Peloton in some way because they have, uh, you know, really done a good job with basically making their brand name, you know, synonymous with that type of product. It's kind of like when you go to clean your ears, right? You don't say, someone hand me a cotton swab. What do you usually say? Hand me a Q-tip, right? Q-tip is the name of the brand that makes cotton swabs, right? That's right, Q-tip. But their name is like... Just like Kleenex, you know? Hand me Kleenex. So it's kind of like, you know, the name is synonymous with the product. Yeah. But what's really the spirit behind the question then, right? You know, do they are they necessarily looking for a Peloton or what is it that really the customer is really asking for? What You know, what do you think they might be inquiring about? Just Like an interactive... P, uh, you know, piece to ha to add that people really are. It's really popular right now. Yeah. So, and it's a, there's a high demand for it. So they just only think that there's Peloton, but there's other options which we will yep. get into. Other options, right? So there's really an umbrella term then for those types of products, and it's not Peloton products, right? Like that's not the umbrella term mm -hmm. for that product. It's that's a a brand that makes something within that category. So right. the real category that those types of products fall under is really what the industry refers to as connected fitness. Mm -hmm. So that's something I wanted to just inform, you know, our listeners to, you know, about that's, that's a simple thing, but really understanding some of the terms and the things that are, are used in the industry to describe the different products can help you to understand what it is you're shopping for and kind of how best to look into those products. So, you know, connected fitness is what I wanted to talk about a little bit today. Now, we are not a Peloton dealer. Um, it's not a product that, uh, that, that RMS is a, some, it's not something that we sell, but we do have different relationships with various providers of different levels of connected fitness, right? And different things that we can offer. So some of the things that come to mind are the Averon rower product. That is something that we have access to in That's our portfolio. True. Yeah, you're right. Um, we also have access to the Echelon family of products, which is probably our go-to within that category, our, our A-line partner, um, yeah. because they offer a really wide range of mm -hmm. solutions and it can be um, simple to work with. So that's another one that we that we offer. And then we also have the um, Connect 22 series from our you know partners at Bodycraft, right? So those are all things that fall under that category of connected fitness that basically allow you to incorporate technology uh, with fitness by having classes and different things like that mm -hmm. that can be offered by trainers, live or on demand, or, or whatever it is that you may be looking for. So really then, you know, maybe Stephen, you could talk briefly about, you know, some of the products maybe that Echelon offers, because most people are probably familiar with the idea of adding a connected cycle. Like that's the first thing that comes to mind when people especially ask the question that Emily that brought up, um, you know, the, can I add a Peloton? They're really looking for something in that connected fitness category, and they maybe don't know what the best ad would be. So what are some of the different modalities of that that, that, mm, that that can come in aside from the cycle, Steve? Yeah, that's a good question. So like the Echelon brand carries a lot of options when it comes to that connected fitness or 
or even interactive fitness where you have like a personal trainer, you have that type of camaraderie uh, in a screen. And so, you know, you um, Echelon has that standard um, Peloton style bike, but it's on a commercial level um, that can handle, you know, multiple users. And it has that that commercial style account where the users like, let's say, for instance, an apartment property um purchases one or two of the the echelon bikes well all they need is one connection and then everyone in that property can use the, use that connection they don't need necessarily uh their own type of paid service for um for that um interactive fitness right so there's the the opportunity under then the commercial account that the property has users can make a um a free account that they, they can log into to track yep. their their stats or alternatively, Emily, what else is there an option to do? Do you know? If you don't want to so. make an account, there's a blue button in the top right-hand corner. You press it. Uh, it rhymes with Wick Bart. It says... <laughs> quick Start. Quick Start. <laughs> which <laughs> is great. Yeah, which is great. I love you know. those Wick Barts. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a new addition. It recently came through on some of those products, so you know you maybe haven't dealt with that too much yet. But in the past, you did have to use to make at least one of the free uh, accounts, but now you do have that. Quick start feature, but Steven, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no. Um, so we have the the, the typical spin bike, uh, which is the um, the competitor to Peloton, uh, but we also have um, the the rowers as well, uh, which is similar to what Avron would have. Um, even Precore, I believe, might have a, a rower similar to that. But um, Echelon has several different types of options for you to pick from. They even have. Uh, which it's really, uh, it's new, it's, it's coming out to the market, is uh, a functional trainer with a cabling system uh, that has a, a really nice, a beautiful touchscreen, uh, interactive, uh, connected fitness, uh, showing you different types of, uh, you know, cable uh, strength exercises that you can use. And I, I, I really think that's, uh, it's game-changing for a lot of uh, fitness facilities right now, especially in the apartment complexes. Right. So really just to run right right down that, you know, to tap into the product you just mentioned, but also really highlight some of the different modalities. So you have the bike, to Stephen's point. You also have the rower options, which are available. They've recently incorporated a uh, elliptical model now into their portfolio as well. So if you want to have the ability to run that's on great. an elliptical or walk on an elliptical and have some instruction, that's a feature now that's available. They have a, currently one treadmill model, and they're also unveiling two additional models. That'll have treadmill classes, real-world runs, guided runs, and things like that. And then you're also now, uh, Stephen, they're talking into the strength uh, machine that they incorporated. So now there's functional fitness with strength training where they can take you through various muscle groups and workouts to achieve not just cardio fitness but you know full-body strength training. And then they have the different uh, virtual, what I like to call them is like virtual trainers where they have the echelon mirror that goes on the wall and then the studio product, both of those can uh, display content and classes either to one person or a group, depending on what you choose. Um, that way you can have small classes or small groups. So right. those are all different ways that you can access uh, under the Echelon umbrella, um, different connected fitness you know, products. So I thought that that was important. You know, a lot of people think there's just the bike, but you know, for one reason or another, that might not be the right product for your property. Maybe you already have some spin bike representation of some mm -hmm. sort, and maybe it doesn't make sense to just add a Peloton bike, right? Or, a, or an Echelon bike or any connected fitness cycle. But maybe you're missing out on a rower, for instance, in your gym. Well, that could be a chance for you to bring some technology in, bring in some connected fitness, and also check the rower box too. 
So true. you can kind of, you know, look at it from that standpoint. And Emily, I see your hand up. No, well, isn't it true that you can um, adjust the tablet or the screen on the rower mm-hmm. to to do other kind of classes? You're not just limited yeah. to the rowing? You, you can rotate the screen and do what they call off-bike or off-rower classes. Where, so they'll have some, you know, free weight or... Uh, aerobic or plyometric classes that you can do. So yeah, if you put it into a studio space or something at your property, you could also then add not just the rower features, but then some of those off bike or off rower, you know, content um, as well. So I think that's a good a good point. You know, you add a lot of yeah. versatility that way. Exactly, Stephen. Yeah, and what's more common <coughs> now is every time I go to the, and into the dozens of apartment properties that I see, they. Steven, I'm sorry. I think I muted you on accident trying to mute my own cough. Oh, okay. So not only did I m- not mute you, but I <laughs> coughed in the mic. So I'm so sorry. Start that sentence over. Um, what I was trying to say was, you know, out of the dozens of properties that I see on a weekly basis, or you, sometimes even daily, uh, I'm in several properties, um, nine times out of ten, um, they have what's called a, a yoga room or a little yoga studio. And oftentimes... I, I feel like they're always underutilized. Like they don't have enough stuff in there. Not that you need to crowd it because you need clearly stretching and for aerobics and stuff like that. But like they can, they can have a mirror, a national mirror. They can do uh, a fit bench as well. Well, that- maybe to, to pause really quick, what, you know, sometimes why, why do the rooms sometimes not have equipment in them? Do you ever hear anyone like tell you property manager, like why sometimes it, that's the way it was or is? Yeah. A lot of times what happens is is sometimes they don't know what to put in the rooms, and so they just put like a standard wood flooring in there and, and just allow for stretching, and that's it. So they'll have a mat or two. But there's so much that you can do to a yoga room to, to make it inviting, to make it more attractive for tenants uh, to come to the building. And, um, you know, that's really our goal is to kind of let property managers know, like, there's so many options for those yoga studios. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, and I don't know if you've heard this, or Emily, if you've heard this either, but a lot of times when I talk to property managers about those rooms, and I'm like, why do you have like a, a big, giant, empty, you know, rectangular room over here? They go, oh, well, you know, that's something that we want to use to try to schedule like classes. We want to bring a trainer in and have them, you know, maybe come in on a Saturday or something and organize a workout class. Um, Emily, in your experience of working with a lot of multifamily properties over the years, have you seen too many properties kind of like successfully pool? an arrangement like that off at their at their property so <laughs> is it a trick question trick question no yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> just, have you ever seen like a lot of the you know what what do you get the impression like there's a lot of properties that are having those types of classes organized no. and things i mean not not like for me i don't know if this is what you're looking for but for me i know that that's the intention but that doesn't end up happening to have like classes um i've seen a lot of just unused space um, that could be used with this kind of equi- this kind of equipment a lot better, um, just more updated. I, I don't know the name of it, but I've, I've even been in some rooms where there's like a studio or an empty room and there is a TV that has some sort of hookup, but they don't really have the subscription anymore and no one uses that room and it's this big empty room that... Yep just goes dead (laughs) yeah no so you know the subscription is a big thing and we're going to circle back to that in a second but yeah i think what ends up happening is that most properties think that that's what they want to do and from like a development standpoint up front you're like yeah i want to create all this community and engagement 
And then the reality of operating that that asset kind of hits, you know, once lease up begins and you're you're in the day to day and you're dealing with maintenance issues and, and different things that prop up at, a, at, at any property. Combining that with all the real struggles that they're facing today with, you know, finding on-site staff and quality staff and things like that, your on-site staff that is there is now probably doing more than they ever have before. And, and do they really truly have the bandwidth to, you know, spend time trying to drum up interest and activity mm-hmm. in a yoga class? True. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's probably not realistic to ask that, that of them. Yeah. And if that's what you're expecting, and then that's what you've set them up for, well, then you may have this empty room. And then when you're going on tours, you're, you know, you're trying to paint this vision for them of like, oh, you know, if you come in here on a Saturday, you might see a class. And then does that ever really happen? You know, it's, it's kind of one yeah. of those things where it's, it's not really a great marketing tool in reality. I don't think. That's my personal opinion. Um, and then alternatively, you could have an Echelon Reflect or an Echelon Studio product installed in that room for really not a great cost. You know, we don't get into numbers on the podcast for, you know, different reasons, but the cost of adding a feature or an amenity like that, even for a multi-year commitment is, is really a, a very, 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 very small amount of money relative to the return that you would get. And having somebody walk through and see the studio running on the TV and yeah, seeing that's the eye catching. class. Yeah. Because we know the reality is that when you're operating these facilities and you are touring a potential resident, you're trying to create this moment in time. Of course, you want to have a space that's, you know, functional and, and actually works the way you market it to but your moment to capture that person's attention is brief you have them there in that room do you want them to be trying to picture or imagine a studio full of people that may or may not ever be there or do you want to be able to have your leasing person walk up tap a couple buttons and have the trainer show them so yeah. that's kind of my thought on that that's a good point um steven yeah you actually triggered a thought because Oftentimes when I'm in fitness centers, I'm, if I'm just in, doing a site visit or I'm doing a, a repair, sometimes I'll see a leasing agent take potential customers in the fitness center. And what's sad is like uh, sometimes they only spend like 20 seconds, 30 seconds in the gym because they're not really happy with it or they want to, you know, they wish there was more into it. Mm-hmm. And, and but when you or your staff doesn't know too too much about fitness amenities, too. which yeah. in which case you should have them tune in each week to Everyone Needs a Spotter, brought to you by <laughs> RMS Fitness, where they can yes. learn all the tips and tricks of operating a multifamily <laughs> fitness amenity. That's yeah. Back to you, Stephen. Great point. Because here, if you invest all this money, you have this awesome equipment. You've got this yoga studio that's got all this interactive, connected fitness, but then you only spend literally five seconds in the gym, then you're not selling your property right. If you have this amount of equipment, sell it, right? Or flip it on the other end. If you don't have all this fitness equipment, all this nice stuff that you can sell your property, why not talk to us? Let's give you some options. Let's see what you can do so that instead of when you're taking your customers, your your potential tenants, instead of spending literally five seconds where I see some properties are like, here's your 24 hour fitness. Okay, let's move on. Whereas you can take them to the yoga studio. You can take them to the main fitness center, show them the, the options that they have and, and how, you know, how many people love the gym. Well, that's going to pretty much guarantee that you potentially will have, uh, you know, a 95 to a 98% occupancy rate because you have great amenities. I agree totally. And I was thinking as well that, <laughs> you know, the, the ability for your resident, uh, excuse me, your, your on-site teams to understand the equipment too. 
and, and illustrate how it works and demo it, not only does it help to capture that moment in time with the person on the tour and as far as like, oh, this is a cool feature or amenity, but it also demonstrates that your staff is engaged with your, your property and that they understand how things work. If they have a problem with it, are they going to be able to get some kind of help? You know, you all don't have to be like, you know, fitness center troubleshooting experts, but having even just some basic understanding of, of what you've got and how it works goes a long way in terms of helping your your, your residents feel confident in, in your, their on-site team to be able to, you know, see to their needs and that take things seriously. So I think that that's like a big part of, of what we try to do is you know, we talked about it in a prior episode, how we do the orientation classes. If you get a connected fitness piece of equipment, there is a slight learning curve to how that works. And we're not going to just drop it in your gym and say, all right, you're on your own. We'll offer the opportunity to come by and show you and your residents and your teams how it works. If that's something that would benefit you. Um, but, you know, we've talked on a couple of things about connected fitness. So, you know, I want to recap briefly. Really, the question we hear often is, I want to add a Peloton. Can I add a Peloton? Or can I make my room more interesting? A lot of times that kind of basically means they're looking at connected fitness in general. Connected fitness has a big umbrella of products and things that it could mean. So we talked about some of those things. Now, Emily, I want to talk about maybe um, some of the do's and don'ts maybe of connected fitness and just like some of the things that maybe properties should look out for along with the addition of connected fitness, right? So uh, maybe it's one of the obvious ones. In addition to the piece itself and adding the actual machine, 100% of the time, more or less, what is a requirement to go with a connected fitness piece of equipment? If you're going to access live classes, Say it loud. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> so that's something important to consider, Wi-Fi or internet connection. Um, Stephen, how's that relate? What's, what's you know, as far as that equipment, what, what do they need to know about? Yeah, so ideally you would, um, the best case scenario, you would have a wired connection. Um, so you have the best um, upload and download speed so that you have um, no interruptions when it comes to, you know, someone using the machine. Um, wireless is, is fine as well. Um, ideally you would want to have some sort of password protection, a dedicate, something dedicated just to the fitness center. Um, so that not a lot of people, you know, kind of log into that Wi-Fi service so that it doesn't get bogged down. Um, cause you know, if you're going to invest into connected fitness, you got to also know that you have to invest in quality internet service as well. You can't have slow service. Um, if it performs badly, it's almost worse than just not having it at all. Yeah, exactly. It's just frustrating. Yeah, because that's that's what's going to happen. Five minutes in, they're going to be all frustrated because it's just lagging and taking forever because of the internet connection. You're going to have this like 5,000, 6,000 piece of you know equipment possibly, but it, it's pointless because it can't even operate with slow internet. Yeah. Or less, depending on who you buy it from and what product you're buying. But I appreciate Stephen throwing a dollar dollar range out. Uh, there. It's just a, a <laughs> hypothetical. No hypothetical. Uh, no guarantees of pricing made on this uh, on this podcast. No, um, but <laughs> but no, you're right. So if you if you don't have the right infrastructure set up behind the product ahead of time, then you're just going to have a heartache in terms of operating that and having people be frustrated. You don't want the video to be lagging the audio or something weird like that, and then people are just like, eh, whatever. Then you do end up with a big, expensive, you know, coat hanger, more or less, which is not what anybody wants. Um, another thing I was thinking about was the subscription aspect. You know, could be a, a pitfall potentially for people. Not because a subscription is bad, but it can be bad if you don't know about it, anticipate it. If it's not easy. If it's not easy to use. So, yeah. you know, what 
Stephen, uh, when I, I've talked to you about this before. Like, have I ever mentioned to you how I sell, you know, the subscriptions typically on my new development projects? Like, have I, yeah, have, you know, I sell them up front and usually, you know, in, in a bulk membership, right? Yeah. I try to give people like at least five years of content up front. It makes sense to do it that way. It really does. It does. You know, because uh, unfortunately, a lot of times what we will see is, you know, properties that are brand new within a year or two of opening. Um, you know, the developer purchases a certain amount of equipment, gets in the door, hands it off to the management company. And now the management company is trying to plan and figure out how to operate the space and set the budget. Well, did your salesperson that sold you that equipment, did they sell you one year? Did they sell you five years? Mm -hmm. Do you even know? You know, because what's a common thing when we go into properties that we, we weren't involved with the sale and we're asked to come in behind them and do maintenance and we walk up. If they have a piece of connected fitness in the room, a lot of times, what does the screen say when we get there? Well, uh, can I just say this? Yeah. I'm being bad. But <laughs> <laughs> the first question I get about Peloton is, can I get a quote? The second question I get about Pelotons is, can you come out and service it? Yeah. And a lot of times it has to do with the subscription. Yeah. You get out there and the screen says something yeah. like, activate your bike or uh -huh. activate your account. And this isn't just a Peloton thing. I don't want to like sound like we're just dogging them. This is like really any connected fitness products mm -hmm. a lot of times we come out to those facilities we've seen different types of boxing equipment that has a subscription you know like a combat oh, yeah, you're right. training that's thing. right uh nexus is a company Nexorcist, i think that sells yeah, that you're right I, I could tell you basically anything you know less mills bikes all these different things that i've gone out and seen in the field and when i get there you know Ex espresso is another one you get out there and a lot of times it's just asking you to log into a you know a, a subscription or an account that you may or may not even have <laughs> so you know your residents you know if they go through there they may not take the time to come and say anything to you but it sends a message if they walk in there and that thing's been on log into your subscription for six months it doesn't send a good vibe about the property you know uh steven and and it's important to highlight the this that point that you just made like you'll have tenants use equipment but you're going to have those tenants who don't complain at all, but they will be massively irritated that something doesn't work. And then what's going to happen is that they're just not going to stay. They're just going to move on, but they don't complain. And so it, that's why it's important. It's like, it's important to, you know, that's why we try to sell them the five year plan. Because if you're buying new equipment, ideally you would like to have it at least five years. And so if you have that, that service, that connected service for five years, you don't have to worry about it. And you know, basically right up front, what your cost of right. operating that unit for five years is, you know, you have it, you can plan for it. It's set. Um, and then that kind of also lends into just knowing who it is that you're shopping with, you know, making sure you're picking the right partners and things to, to be your, like I use the word partner, but, I, but what I really want to emphasize is make sure that you are choosing someone who wants to be a partner and not just someone who wants to transact a, you know, a deal with you and, and make some money and sell you a product. Because we, in addition to setting up the five years, we also have the ability to help you with the renewal side of those accounts and things, right? So that's going to cost you less than if you were to go directly to the provider of that, you know, membership themselves. So if you were to go directly to Peloton or Echelon or whoever it was, if we were the company that sold you the initial membership, you get discounts on renewals and things. We can help you operate that at a lower cost, but we're also going to know when your subscription is expiring and we're going to reach out to you mm -hmm. and let you know, hey, you know, next year on your budget, how do you want to approach this? Do you want to plan for one year or would you like to buy another three? You know, how do you want to plan for that? Do you want to go to five? Maybe not five because at that point the machine will be 10 years old and maybe they need to start thinking about updating that, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, but there's all those considerations, right? And that's why working with a partner 
is critical. So many people get caught up into sometimes shopping for price and things like that. If you can get it for $10 less, but then that person's going to ride off into the sunset, is that really a better outcome in the end? Yeah. Well, you know what I like is that for me, because I'm not really a high tech type of person, so I can't imagine what it's like for a property manager, you know, walking into a property that has something like that and not know who to turn to when it's time to renew for anything. And so that's what that's what we can at least guarantee is that if we sell you um, something like that, like an echelon piece, whatever it is, when the time comes, you don't have to worry. You just come to us. And a lot of times, we're, like you said, you're it's already on your radar to reach out to them. And mm-hmm. just it's less of a headache, really, it is. Yeah, Emily, you know, actually, I have a little secret that can help some of our, our listeners with that, right? So if you're in your gym and you need some, if you're a new property manager and you're arriving at the gym for the first time and you go into the fitness center, go ahead and walk around. Take a look at the base of some of the equipment, some around the frame of the machines right now. If you look and down and you see stickers that say RMS Fitness, mm-hmm. that means we sold it to you more than likely or someone's impersonating us. <laughs> uh, but more than likely, it means we sold it to you and you should call us or reach out to us at you know, via email so that we can help you out. And if you look down and you see another name on the, the, the thing, it means that you bought it from someone other than us and you should still call us at <laughs> RMS Fitness right. and make sure that we can help you out with that. But, you know, I, I'm joking, but really, you know, we, we, we want to put ourselves in a position to help anybody who has a need, right? One of the things we prided ourselves on, prided? We, yeah, pride, pride, pride ourselves on um, was being a, a service first company, right? We, one of the things we advertised for a long time was mm-hmm. that we service most or all major brands. And we still do for the most part, barring a few that make it, you know, difficult, but, um, or, or prohibitive for one reason or another. But, you know, we are a service company. We pride ourselves on being able to stand behind the products that we sell to our customers. And, you know, it's just one of the things that we, that we really take a lot of, a lot of stock in. So, we want to make sure that you know that we're going to be a real partner to you in including these products in your space and not just overselling or or telling you you should do the same old thing. We want to help you find just the right unique piece. So Stephen and I, we were looking earlier at a project and we were trying to figure out if they had room to accommodate that echelon, uh, you know, strength, you know, connected fitness piece. They would have just been replacing one traditional type of strength machine um, in their room, which would have been a chest press, removing that and adding in a full body training machine, but also something, what's the value really that connected fitness adds beyond just the actual workouts themselves? Like for people nowadays that want that interaction, like I'm kind of giving, giving away the answer, but what's, what's, what's the value add that you can quickly explain to your resident? Well, it's like a built-in personal trainer. Yep. Virtual which personal is, trainer. Which is perfect, yep. you know, because there's workouts out there that people have no clue that, uh, you know, it isolates a certain body part and it helps um, expand their fitness and, and, you know, hopefully achieve their fitness goals. And so that's, what's nice about the interactive fitness and the connected fitness is that, you know, you get, you get exposed to a personal trainer at no additional cost. Yep. And, um, you get to learn new workout techniques. I mean, really, that's the the thing, you know, a lot of people avoid going into the fitness center, um, where they live or even a gym because, they might not have a clue of how to start out with a workout. They have no clue. You know, they're starting off for the first time, and so that's intimidating. Um, but yet they might be, you know, high tech and know how to work these items and just log into a class and have that readily accessible to them. Exactly. You know, I, I would just consider that to be like another pitfall of including connected fitness in your fitness center would be like just not knowing 
how to talk about it, how to how to market it, and how to position it for your your people coming on tours and things. So, I mean, really, the virtual personal trainer I think is the perfect way to position that. You know, if you've gone to a gym and you've tried to sign up with a personal trainer, it's hundreds of dollars sometimes mm-hmm. a session mm-hmm. um, to have that type of you know one on one training. And a lot of times people want it just because they feel like they don't know what to do, yeah. but not because they necessarily need someone like you know standing over them and telling them like go go, but because they need the instruction. So really that virtual personal trainer does add a lot of value. And if you can talk about that the right way on your tours, emphasize it the right way and be able to highlight it quickly, um, you know, it can really help you with offering a more marketable, appealing amenity. Um, You know, I hate talking about COVID, but it seems like it's never going to go away. (laughs) But COVID was one of those things that really forced people out of some of the public settings. And some people either because they were always that way and now they're just more comfortable being that way or because they became that way during COVID. Some people don't intend to go back into highly public spaces ever again. Mm -hmm. Um, And more and more people are looking for kind of that like all in one place to live that offers, you know, all these unique features and things like, you know, some of the things I've seen some of these properties that I'm working on in development now offering like, you know, rentable podcast recording studios even as an amenity at their property where their residents could say, hey, on three o'clock at Thursday, I'm going to be in the booth down in the lobby. And they have that as an amenity because people want to have that like, you know, this is where I live, but I can I can work, I can play, I can take my friends to the foosball table in the lounge (laughs) and we can play, you know, and a lot of these properties are really cool. But being able to talk about your amenities and market them quickly and effectively is huge. So, um, you know, I think that that was just something I wanted to talk about. Connected Fitness, we see it. Um, in a lot of places that we go into, Emily, sometimes you're right. They look like a, a ghost town, like the tumbleweed's mm-hmm. going to blow through there. And, you know, I, I won't say the names of the brands, but you'll see the kiosks on the walls and, you know, look like they haven't been turned on in, in years and things. And then when you talk to them, to the managers, they tell you that when they reach out to the companies, they're super expensive to re-enroll in the yeah, accounts and things, you know, hundreds of dollars a month. And again, not how much money you need to spend to offer that that marketable, you know, content and, and really engage with your residents. So, um, guys, that's really all I had. Unless you had anything else about connected fitness that you thought was cool, interesting, useful, um, impactful for our, our listeners. No, I think you hit the nail on the yeah, head. It was man. a good topic. I'm glad we talked about it. Something yeah. that's, um, just really informative. And even for me learning from what you guys are saying, cause I don't, I don't know all of this and you guys definitely handle a lot more, but um, it's good for me to hear and good reminders. Yeah. And, you know, it can be like sometimes when you get into this technical stuff and you're talking about subscriptions and content and yada, yada, it can be a little monotonous. But we also know you guys are operating these amenities, these spaces. And, you, you know, you you are educated about what it is that you're trying to accomplish there in terms of, you know, you know what the goals are. You want to lease units, raise rents, you know, capture renewals, compete with nearby properties and things. And we're just here to help you achieve that goal. You know, your owners and things have expectations that they've put before you. And then your job is to go out and find the right partners and, and, and resources to help you hit those goals. And like, we really just are trying to emphasize that that's what we can be for you. Um, we, we love to maintain your equipment. We love to sell you new equipment and help you design new spaces. And this podcast, I'm sure I speak for the team when I say it's been a really fun project oh, yeah. these last couple of weeks as we're re kind of tooling it to make it more um, targeted toward our multifamily clients. We're, we're enjoying um, just trying to help offer that even that one more resource as far as education about, you know, the one thing in this world we know about, which is, you know, multifamily fitness centers. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Steven. I agree. Anything for the, the listeners before we head out to the weekend? 
Not much, man. Just uh, have a great weekend. And if you live in Baltimore, it should uh, the temperature should start to drop now. So uh, I feel like winter is here. Yep, I had four trees cut down on my property uh, this week, and I'm going. I'm, I'm not making this up, and I'm going to be uh, hopefully splitting some wood this weekend, and I will need it for the fireplace. I'm sure it's supposed to be pretty cold, so that's what I'm going to be uh, getting into. Emily, what, when do you leave again? Uh, early tomorrow morning. Early tomorrow mm, morning. Have fun. Thank you. So I got to go home and pack, which is my least favorite thing to do. Are you flying or driving? Flying. Flying. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. All right, well, that's a quick flight then. If I make it there. If you make it there. <laughs> <laughs> saying that all week <laughs> nope nope well you know what i'm sure you'll make it i'm sure you'll have a great time and we look forward to catching up with you in one week when you get back uh i'm sure i speak for everybody when i say we got to get back to work i hear robert in the room next yeah, door over there not... he's trundling around over there we hear him he's getting some work done so uh on that note we're gonna wrap it up for the week we're gonna get back to uh wrapping up a few things at our desk before we head home for the weekend but otherwise i'm here with steven donadio See you later, guys. Have a good weekend. (laughs) Emily Vinos. See ya. And I am Steve Heitzer, your host. As always, this has been another episode of Everyone Needs a Spotter. Take it easy. Bye.